Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with the DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 and 9 p.m. to see what prop bet will be boosted. Now, I'm kind of leaning Kansas City here. You know, I, I, I always love the total. That's one of my favorite bets. But what I've really, really been enjoying lately, anytime touchdowns. So I'll be looking for that to be boosted throughout the week with the happy hours. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code 518. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code 518. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See the show notes for details. Hello, everybody. It is time for updates from the Empire. Head coach Tom Manas here with us. Uh, Jeff Levac with you. And it is, uh, it's, I, I, it's weird, coach. I thought this was going to be like an all around kind of quiet show where we wouldn't have a lot to talk about. And then, and things kind of changed ever so slightly over the course of the week. <laughs> but, but, it, First things first, how are you doing and how is everything inside the Empire? Uh, I'm doing great and everything inside the Empire couldn't be better. We're uh, uh, we're really blessed. I mean, uh, I talk to the guys, the players um, pretty regularly um, and the coaches obviously all the time and everyone seems to be doing real well. Um, so we're blessed. I like that. I like being I like being blessed. Um so here's here's where we're we're at. Um, I'm sitting watching what you're doing, the people you're finding, the guys you're bringing into the empire. And you know, of course, there's the names we know about. You know, Darius Prince back, Sam Supernova, Castronova. That's your nickname, whether you like it or not. Just live with it. Um, and, and you know, of course, I see Brandon Cisse every day over here at Tech East. Who who's who's some of the guys we've added that maybe I don't know yet, but I'm gonna get to know real soon. Um, and I know I'm, this, I know I'm, this goes against what you do where it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to sing single I'll names. Give, I'll, <laughs> give, I'll give you one guy that I think is going to have amongst a bunch of other guys that is going to make a huge impact on our football team. But I think Nicholas Brassel is okay. going to be uh, a household name in the league. Um, and then again, there's many, many others. Um, you know, I love pedigree. Okay. Um, I buy a dog. I usually don't go buy a mutt. I usually buy something that's got a good bloodline. They're going to live a long time. Um, you know, they don't chew on everything in the sun. They have a good temperament. Um, and it's always been my policy as a coach. Think pedigree. Okay. Think where did this young man go to college? How did he do in college? Um, what was his accolades in high school? Um, going into the pros, if he's a rookie, did he play at a big enough university where he's not going to be, you know, awestruck? He's going to understand, you know, certain things. Um, Coach Ware and I were talking this morning, and we were actually talking about a player, and we said, you know, he's a D3 kid, but – 
he did this. Uh, should we talk to him? And I said, well, I don't care if he's D3 or D1. What he did is pretty spectacular in college. Now, does that translate to a kid playing in a D3 school, playing against a guy from Florida or West Virginia or Clemson or Oklahoma? Probably not, but you never know. Um, you know, you sprinkle them in. Uh, I think the safe bet is pedigree. You know, the safe bet is you go with guys that have a proven track record. And like I said, we don't just watch their film. We watch their opponent's film. How good was their opponent on their highlight reel? Was he dog shit? If he's dog shit, then your highlight reel's dog shit. But if he was great and you were even better, that that's what we kind of look at. So, um, yeah, I think Nicholas Brass will be one that I'll give you today. We'll give you a little bit more trinkling as we get closer. I don't really like talking about the new guys only because they haven't done anything for us yet, and we don't even know if they're going to make the football team. All right, so we got the uh, the 2023 season opener tickets are on sale now, 518-714-2200, albanyempirenal.com, season presented by TransFinder, TransFinder Field. That's where we'll see these guys play. But, like, we we have a lot of talent on this roster, and a lot of times what will happen now that, you know, I've kind of – stepped out of the shadow and then back in of the empire i'll get people who reach out to me and be like how'd you guys get this one how'd you get that one how'd you whatever and um the the thing i'm seeing is that the guys that i don't know people are asking about where are we at like is there a, like how are you gonna make these cuts like how are you gonna like like i know what we like usually you do tryouts you do all these other things where are we at how, how do you cut down from what we have when everybody wants the guys that we may or may not be able to keep well, I mean, think about the guys that sign with us, understanding that we can keep 25 and we're, we're, I think, at like 33 today or 34, right? So right away, and we'll probably be at 35 even when we come to camp. So think about those guys that still sign with us, knowing that 10 guys are going to get cut. They must feel pretty good about their chances in being competitive, right? Well, as just as confident as they are, um, in their assessment, I have to be realistic in my assessment. Okay. Um, here's the other thing you're going to release a kid in camp where you've had an opportunity to look at him, you know, a dozen times before you let him go. That's not to say he wasn't good enough to play for us, it's just to say he didn't show us what he could do in those dozen or so practices. So we try not to discourage anybody. If we feel like if you sign with us, you could probably start for anybody else. Is that, but like, is that the thing now I'm seeing too, though? Because, like, in all sincerity, like, I, you know, in, in high school, nobody notices you until you date the hot chick. Once you date the hot chick, all the other chicks want you. So, like, is this one of those deals where once a guy is has Empire next to his name, he's far more likely, even if he doesn't make the team for whatever reason, he's far more likely to get picked up by one of those other rosters because he's got that name next to him? 100%. I mean, I just saw um, there was something on the Internet today about C.C. Brooks signing with Iowa, right? And the first thing they mentioned was he came from the Empire National and Arena League champion Empire, you know, and that was the big moniker on signing CC Brooks. Okay, I listen. I think for coaches, I think for players, um, it is a if you use it properly, 
you know, the, it can be very helpful for you in your career. I like it. I like it. It's uh, updates from the Empire head coach, Tom and Ash, Jeff Levac with you. And uh, so, coach, any anything else that like we got to get out there? Like um, I know we we had previously talked about our schedule leading up uh, to the season. I know we're still working on, you know, a season ticket holder fan event, things of that nature. Any other updates we got to throw out for people? Yeah, we're going to we're definitely going to do something for the season ticket holders. And I'm still um, trying to put together a little coaches clinic. Uh, for the local coaches from juniors, you know, uh, Pop Warner all the way up to whoever else wants to come. But um, the one big news is we will not have an open tryout this year. And, um, you know, Mike and Matt and yourself have been gracious enough to give me some dates and things and times. And I finally told Mike the other day, I said, we don't need it. We are not going to find better than what we have. We, our roster, uh, I mean, I can't see someone coming to our tryout and us cutting who we have as our camp roster right now. So we're not a cash grab team. We're not going to just do tryouts to sell T-shirts and get people to come and players to travel and, you know, do all that. We're a realistic team. If, if we have a need or we have a desire to bring somebody in on a tryout, we can always do that privately and have them coming in on a one-day waiver or a three-day waiver uh, with the league and uh, tryout for us. But, uh, yeah, so no tryout this year. Uh, I've been getting hammered by a lot of young men that are looking for us to hold the tryout, um, but there's really no need, and I don't want to waste their time or their money or our time or our money to do it. I love that. I mean, I I, I love I, I understand like where people are like, oh, I want the opportunity to try out, but – I love that that as an organization, we sit down and go, hey, look, everybody else is going to do a tryout whether they need you or not because it's you know a chance to make some revenue and some headlines. Why get people's hopes up? Why take their money if there's not, if, if their chances are less than if they use that money to buy some lottery tickets? No, I'm, uh, I, it's funny. I was actually talking to somebody about, um, well, this is going to come off really crazy, but I'll just tell you. So somebody who will remain nameless came up with a suggestion for me to call Terrell Owens and see if I could get Terrell Owens to come and play for the Empire. And I said, no. And they said, well, why not? And I go, because he's not as good as who we have. Okay. Does his, his game even translate to indoor? No, hold on. Yeah, well, he does it in fan control for a year. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but what I'm saying is he would not today, the people that we have are better than he is today if he was to trick. Now, in all fairness, he's 50, right? Right. At his peak, oh, forget about it. Different story. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, tremendous athlete, great. But there's no reason to because he's not as good as we have. And frankly, if that's what it takes to sell tickets, shame on us, right? So we we get those all the time. We'll get NFL names popping up. We'll get agents call, hey, would you think about – I called you with a couple of them early in the year, and we laughed about them. But you, you get them, and you just go, no, it, because they're not as good as what we already have. There was one name that I know. Yeah, I, you can't say it. I, can't, I won't say it. I won't say it. If, if people can 
like without any real glue, if they can put these pieces together, good for them. There was one name where you, as my my personal fandom was hurt that you suggested it, but it was yeah. like I understood what it could have been, but my personal fandom was like, a bleep that dude. And also, like, how the hell is he not just living high on the hog somewhere, like, not even worried about us? <laughs> 30, 40 million, right? <laughs> right, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the funny thing about it is um, there are guys that I would love to bring in that were in that position that maybe at the tail end of their career, you know, for whatever reasons, but they're not the biggest names that you've heard, right? right? But in, in, you know, realistically, they're going to probably go make a few more dollars in the XFL or USFL. So I just bow out gracefully and understand our lane, if you will. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm just picturing like for most people haven't had the chance to see a, a full empire practice. You there are you don't do it often, but every so often you lose your ever loving mind. Average, almost just enough to make sure that people understand, you know, who's in charge and get your, get your act together. I'm just imagining like, if you, if you yelled at T.O., I just, I don't know what would happen. I don't know how that we, would we'd probably end up fighting. <laughs> I mean, but, but here, you know, it's funny you say that because we had this conversation. We have some new coaches that are coming on with us this year. Uh, we have a couple new intern coaches. We have coach Custer coming on. We have James who's going to be our equipment quality control guy. So we, we have some new faces. So yesterday I did this do's and don'ts meeting for coaches. And as we were in this meeting and we were talking, you know, I have a philosophy, love your coaches like your players until you fall in love with your players. Don't come in using the word love. I love you guys. You guys are the best. I love you this. It has to be earned on both sides. Once it's earned, you can use it as much as you want. Right. Right. But until it's earned on both sides, keep that. You know, but as far as our unit goes, we have to be very close. So then the young guys will tend to, well, coach, you know, if I get them, you know, if I get an MF a guy and I got to scream and I got to yell. And I said, listen, there's a process. First of all, if someone's going to lose their mind, it should be me or it should be coach Ware. It shouldn't be you guys. You guys are first and foremost teachers. So it has to go. We have to teach first. Then if the people don't recognize it and and they don't adjust to what we want them to do, then we either ignore them the rest of the time because they're going to get cut and there's no worth. It's not worth teaching them anymore. It's not worth coaching them anymore. Just move on from them or I lose my crap, my shit on these guys. But that means that I care about it in a weird right. way. Because if I don't do that to you, you probably got more to worry about. All right. So basically, if it's if it's not worth your time or the calorie burn to correct that person, they probably already one foot out the door anyway. Right. right. Um, and like I said, you you and you and where kind of, for lack of a better term, have almost like a like a like a mom dad thing with the with the players. Like you'll be the bad guy when needed. Like if you guys want to unify against somebody, if you need somebody, it'll be me this week. And then where I'll be over there going, it's okay. He didn't mean it. It's okay. <laughs> now, Damon, Damon is definitely more of a player's coach than I am. Um, but that's not to say that I don't have the same affection for the players. It's just I don't have the luxury of being able to 
sometimes get that deep and personal stuff with each and every one of them, right? Because of all my other duties. So, um, but they know I care about them. And uh, yeah, and someone's got to always be the guy that says no. Right, right. And it's it's probably better to have that be like one person primarily than have it be the entire like front line. Right. Well, see, I, mean, I, have, I have two guys like that though, right? So my first guy is Coach Ware. Right. So Coach Ware will come in and go, Well, you know, a couple of the guys were talking and uh do we want to think about this? And you know, just wanna and he knows I'll listen to him because I respect his opinion, right? Right. Then the second guy is Prince. Prince <laughs> yes, like the shop steward. Okay. Yes. <laughs> he comes in and says, Look. Here's what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> the, what I will say about Darius, and it's a blessing and a curse on uh, from where like we sit, is he takes that captaincy very seriously. Like he, the the fact that he has a captaincy, he he will speak for the guy who doesn't feel like he has a voice. Like he right. will come, he will he'll go to bat for people. But there's a, there's a fine line with that, and I think Darius is his he's matured in his leadership and his leader all of his leadership qualities i think one thing he's going to learn this year is when someone says hey can you ask coach da, 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 he's going to say no right I, I think that's the biggest step he can make as a leader is tell someone no i'm not going to go take it to coach because it's a stupid idea or no because it doesn't help us win championships you know and right. and that's the hardest part about being a captain is sometimes having to tell your subordinate players no. Well, you're middle management to a, to a level, which means you're getting crapped on from both ends. So I get yeah. that. Well, to a certain degree, yeah, right. Little, little Benny just tried to shoot me with one of the Nerf guns. Benny thank did? God, yeah, thank God his aim sucks. Um, yeah, he can't run. Benny's got yeah. legs that are about this long. Right? For anybody who hasn't seen him, just picture the kid Russell from the movie Up. The wilderness yeah, scout, him. Yeah. that's him. That's Benny. Where's the backpack and everything all the time? Uh, Coach, we got a question from Dave Williams. Uh, will you be looking at any of the guys that will be cut from the XFL? Um, what, tell Benny go away. Benny, we're doing a show. Coach said get away. He turned uh, away. He finally hit me when he wasn't aiming. Yeah, that would be Benny. Um, the – it's kind of a weird thing to say this, but probably not um, unless there's a need, right? Uh, an injury, um, you know, something were to happen personally for a player where he's got to leave camp or go do something. Um, but no, I mean, I'm not I'm not going through the XFL boards going, boy, I got to get this guy now and I got to get that guy. You know, it's a really hard thing for a guy to come in off the streets off a big field and learn the indoor game. And that takes time and energy and a lot of effort on the part of coaches, players, teammates, everything else. And I think, you know, I'm kind of dance with the one that brung you guy, you know, if we're going to go in the war together, I want them to form a brotherhood and know that when they look to the right and look to the left, the same guys there every week, not like some of these coaches that do the revolving door thing. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that. Would it be would it be more likely if it was somebody that was already one of your guys and then got an opportunity and like came to you in the right way and you blessed the you know the move? 
And then they were like, hey, coach, I got let go. Like 100% because relationships, that's what they're for, is let the guy have a soft landing. Love it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's 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 uh, let's do it. Sources, rumors, gossip, and lies. We've got a lot of people who want to know what your thoughts will, are on the AFL. Uh, Jacob, hey, good afternoon, coach. Are you ready for this season? I think I can answer you for that. You, as ready as we're going to be until we're readier. Um, what are your thoughts on the AFL coming back? Um, obviously, 100% of my attention, 100% of my effort, 100% of every bit of energy I have is to the National Arena League and the Albany Empire in 2023. Um, I'll just say it like that, okay? Um do I think that the AFL is going to come back? Um, hopeful to a certain degree. Uh, I was a part of that for, for quite a while. Um, the other side of that is um, I've been asked to that dance before and the band never showed up. Okay. So uh, st starting back all the way as early as 2021, um, you know, there was inklings of it coming back and doing things. If they do, God bless them. Uh, once again, it's more opportunities for football players to play that want to play ball. Um, and we don't know anything about them. That's yeah, that's I think you, that's you know, you know who they remind me of. They got they're like, you know, you see this really hot chick and you think, wow, she's really, really beautiful. And then you find out she's actually a serial killer. Okay. <laughs> you just don't know anything about or, her. Or it's right? just all makeup. It's not like she's yeah, not, it's all makeup. It's, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I just don't know at this point. I don't know how to gauge it because I just went through this XFL fiasco, you know, which is we're in the XFL and we got the rock and I, where's the tight T-shirt and screams real loud and does all this. Other than that, I've never seen a lot of social media, never seen a lot of advertising on the networks, you know, little blurps here and there, smidgets. Right. But for, for what the promise is, it's just so underwhelming to me. Um, USFL is trying to do their thing. They're coming back for a second season, but they'd lost 12 coaches, 13. Now that Fisher left Michigan, right. you know, the Panthers. So, I don't know what's going on there. They're saying they're jumping to the XFL because they're paying a little bit more. And you know how that goes. Yeah, we pay great and we fold in a year. We pay right. great. We fold in eight games. We pay, you right. know, again, right. I don't wish ill will on anybody, coaches, players. Um, they're putting their efforts, their their guts into this stuff. I hope it works out. Uh, I just don't know if they're going to be like, are they going to go small market, AF2s style, keep the budget slow? Make it work this time, not get overinflated salaries, overinflated uh, workman's comp, overinflated this, overinflated that. Or are they going to come in and say, look, we get the biggest wallet in town. Boom, we're going to go this way. Either way, God bless them. Right. But if you're going to be an owner in the AFL next year, you better be and you go that route. You better be ready to lose five million a year. It, well, and, and that's what that's the thing, too, is like I, I said this about a radio station. I used to work at like this really powerful radio station in the area called the edge and it went away and everybody wanted it back. Everybody wanted it back. 
So finally, another company launched the Edge, and it was not the same. So what I used to tell people is like, Aquaman can put an S on his chest. It doesn't make him Superman. You know, like, like you, you got like, let's see what they are. Right now, they're promising the, the stars and the moon. They don't exist yet. Well, and, I, and we know what the NAL is. The NAL, all the talent that used to be in the AFL is in the, is in the NAL. <laughs> like the AFL went to the NAL. And by the time you come back, some of those AFL guys either should retire or are going to be very seasoned. Okay, so what I'm getting at is, um, yes, if you like AFL style football, true arena league football, there's nobody on the planet that gives you that except us. Not next year, not last year or three years ago. Today, it's us. And we've been doing it now at the Empire, uh, our ownership group since 2021. We've got two championships to show for it. Um, you know, what else? Uh, the thing that really pissed me off was some jackass wrote on one of the boards. Well, if the Empire go to the AFL, we'll pack that house. Screw <laughs> you. Yeah. Screw you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get any more effort out of our guys than you get now. And what you're saying is because there's three initials is the reason you came and didn't come and didn't do this. Let me tell you what, as much as I love the AFL and it was funny because when it popped out, I I actually have a box that says AFL in my office and I pulled out a couple media guides and I was in them and I was reading about them and how they used to do things. And they used to do things first class, man. I mean, you talk about media day, media day was like an NFL media day or a college media day. And we had media guides and books for the entire league. And we had football university when new guys coming into the league would go to Scottsdale and we'd sit there and have meetings. And I mean, it was just done so right. Is it going to be the same style? Well, if it is, you got three bankruptcies. Right. Okay. Maybe it's time to figure I'm not a bright guy. I'm just, I just do what my wife tells me to do. Okay. That's smart. And it's all right. But let me tell you what. Okay. If I walk through a door and I smack my head on it and I do it three times and I walk through a fourth time the same way, I'm not going to expect a different result except the big old bang right here on the head. (laughs) And so I hope they do something differently that makes it very profitable, very you know, I want them to be prosperous. I want to be them to be opportunistic. I want them to offer opportunities to a lot of young men, and I want it to be successful, but not at the expense of the NAL. No, well, and, and competition is what makes you better. So if they are good and they are and they 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 are competition, NAL will get better. Hey, I'll tell you what: if the AFL comes out in twenty three, and after we've won our third in a row, in twenty four we'll come back and we win our fourth in a row. We'll play them for a championship game. You know, our owner, Mike Cordes, challenged the IFL champion every year, and they haven't answered the phone yet. They ain't going to so, do it. No. No, they don't want any part of it. No, the other one won't either. But that's – but, yeah, it, it's just – I guess my whole thing is just the – and I hate this phrase normally, but it's pump the brakes. Like, let's stop talking about it like it's the 800-pound grill in the room. It's not even in the room. 
It doesn't have a room. It doesn't, it's, you know. <laughs> you, have a, you have a logo you used 20 years ago. Right. And, and all the promos, all the videos, all the things you do feature us. us. Right. <laughs> and, and, and three of the other teams? That you I don't know. own. Well, I'm saying, I know you don't own them because the guy in the other room here at Tech East does. So, <laughs> so your promo and teams you don't own tell me you're going to have 16 teams. I, I just no, and, and I'll I want to see this, something I'll, first. I'll say this publicly. I love the AFL. Like I said, AFL should pick up the phone, not talk about the Empire coming to the AFL because we're under contract with the NAL until the end of 2023. But go ahead and pick up the phone and call Mike and say, hey, I don't want to talk to you about coming over. I want to talk to you about buying your IPs that you have for our legacy teams that we've had in the AFL. And I know Mike would pick up the phone and have a great conversation with them to help them do that. So we're not, you know, we're we're not so stubborn that we're going to say we don't want to have any affiliation or help each other grow. But you would think that, you know, eventually they're going to have to reach out to us. Well, I mean, my my thing is, I don't know if I want anything to do with them. I don't know who the hell they are. They, they, well, they right now it's a bunch of promises, and I just. I've had every every local media outlet's asked me if we're going to go there, and I'm like, well, we're an NAL team. Mike's on the executive board. We're we're actively seeking more minority investors to make the team bigger and better, and that's our goal. And to win another ring, that's what we just we want to we want the NAL to change the name to Empire Arena League. That's our goal right now. Well, I'll tell you what you you know. Um, there's an old adage, you don't ask a question if you're not sure what the answer is already, right? Um, I know lawyers use that all the time. So I'm going to take a chance, right, for you, without using the internet, without anything. All right. Can you name every team in the XFL, one, and can you name their head coach, two, of every team in the XFL? No, I can get I, – I'm – Okay, various, so the question I'm salty. I'm salty. I'm salty at the XFL. I'm salty at them. No, yes or no answer. No, no, I cannot. Can right. you do it for the USFL? No, not even less. Right. And I know you sure the hell can't do it for the IFL. Who? Yeah. The CFL. Never heard of them. Right. You can <laughs> probably pull off the NFL one, though. Right? Yes. Okay. So what I'm saying is that although they all want to have the coolest logo and they all want to be the the best, the NFL is the best. The NFL is right. it, period. Right. Anyone who wants to argue that with me, let's go, okay? The NFL is the best for 100,000 reasons, not just more money and TV contracts and all that. It's you talk about owners that are so passionate to own a team in the NFL that doesn't compare with any other ownership group. I don't give a shit who it is in the country. Okay. So when, when people get so wound up about the XFL or the USFL or the arena football league or this or that, just, just remember you can't name all the teams and you can't name all their coaches and you can't name the stadiums they play in and you can't name, you know, their record from last year or who won the championship last year and what was the score in the USFL championship game and blah, 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 blah. Now you'll get some diehards. Don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about the 500 people or 600 people that go to a home game in the USFL. 
right? Or, and I'm not joking. I'm not trying to be no. mean. No, I'm I just, don't. It is what it is. And, and if you watch, I've watched some film on guys that I was looking at um, who had sent me, you know, their highlights. And it was funny because it's kind of like the old AFL days when we were in China and they never showed the crowd. They only showed the field. Right. Right. And it well, was, yeah, kinda, it's a, there's an art to it. There's an art yeah. to filming empty arenas and making them look full. And then you see the cameraman sneeze and it goes up and there's like, <laughs> people sitting, you know, he's and by himself. And he's like, oh, it yeah. echoes. The sneeze echoes. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, look, my goal this year is 9,000 people in the arena, 10,000 people in the arena, every home game. It's bring the capital region, another championship. It's helping these young men, uh, live their dreams and, and reach their goals and help Mike um, fulfill his uh, ambitions of being a community driven organization. Okay. Yeah. That's our goals. Right. Okay. It has nothing to do with who's coming next year, who, who could come, who won't come. What are you going to do if you put all this into that? And then they, they pull what I think it was Columbus pulled in the IFL. We're coming to the IFL and we're bringing, you know, we owe 80 car dealerships and we're so good and we're this and we're that. And I'm not taking anything away from them. And all of a sudden they saw the financials and they saw the cost and they announced the coach and all of a sudden pump the brakes. Okay. We'll come back next year. Then we'll come back next year. Then we'll come back next year. And that was three, four years ago. Right. And they're still not announcing that they're coming back into arena football or indoor football. So, you know, just be careful, make sure the chicks just not all makeup. Right. Right. I um, actually just got a, a text from a friend of mine who went, he doesn't own four other teams, Baltimore Brigade, Washington Valor, the, um, the, who's the Atlantic City Blackjacks and the Albany Firebirds. He owns all of them. So, and the empire. So technically five, empire. five, right. So there, so yeah, so because the Albany Firebirds, right? Yeah, I used to play the Firebirds when they were in Indiana. Yeah, when they left here and then went down there. Yeah, right. So what 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 I'm saying is is that there's 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 all kinds of opportunity for someone in the AFL to pick up the phone and call Mike Corda and just talk about the opportunities to help if you want to bring back real teams where you don't have to come up with names like, you know, the bobsleds and the Joneses, <laughs> you know, just, yeah, come up with the legacy names. Well, Mike owns them. Right. Oh. Absolutely. And, and look, I pitch him probably once a year on how to use those. Like, like I would love to put them places um, like the brigade, I think that would be an amazing Glens Falls team because of the history of the the three major fires, and you know, kind of repackage them as a fire brigade, things like that. I try to do that all the time to him, and he's just he basically he's like, I've got plans, but you know, maybe but that, see, maybe that plan could be something else, right? That like the blackjacks to me. Um, we had visit. We remember we had Here, visited, one of your assistants wants the tropics back. The tropics, yeah. There you go. We have um, Jackie Moon out there. We um, we went and looked at an arena in Connecticut, um, just just to see if maybe a team could go in there, right? Yep. And they had had a team before, but didn't treat the casino very well. 
And but you talk about an unbelievable facility. Right. Well, while we're viewing the facility and going, wow, this is in the middle of COVID. Balafour MMA was in there shooting for showtime, you know, with nobody right. in the, nobody in the stands, but they were they were doing it. And I thought, man, if you had a casino as that owns their own arena like that, and we own the Blackjack's name, yep. you know, to put it in there. And hey, listen, Atlantic City, great idea. You can't afford to walk down the boardwalk, let alone <laughs> in the arena, you know. Remember that they had a band? They had like a band like almost playing during the game. Yeah. For that, like in um in, in 19. Where like you're watching the game and then you look on the one side and the band's setting up like during the game for halftime because right. they needed to do all those extra things to make it work financially. And, and and that was the thing is that you know I can't tell you enough. I called actually when I was with the flight, um, I called Atlantic City in the off season, and I, it was right at during COVID, and I said, hey, listen. I want to be on the boardwalk. I want to be in that civic center. I want to be this. I want to be that. And the guy said, well, you know, the casino board paid for it last time and they're not going to do it this time. So if you want to do it, I said, OK, how much a game? Because we're on one hundred and fifty thousand a game. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, let me let me shake out the couch cushions real quick. Let's see what we got. And I said, yeah, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. A little short. Just a little short on that one. So, that's a shame, but it's, you know, the reality of it, you know, I, it's, I tell Nate all the time. I said, why, why wouldn't you go to Disney world at their big arena there and, and play at Disney? I th- I would think that would be something really, really cool until you hear how much it would cost. Yeah. And it makes Amway look cheap. Yeah. The, uh, the predators home, uh, who also the predators who will be welcoming for our home opener, April 16th tickets on sale now, 518-714-2200. You can check us out online, albanyempirenal.com. Uh, of course, the season presented by Transfer. Got a lot of family coming for that game. Do yeah. you really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm um my my yeah, my family doesn't like me enough to they might come to the game and just not tell me. They'll probably reach out to President Matt Woods over here and get tickets through him and so they don't have to talk to me. <laughs> they like football, just not me. Um <laughs> updates from the you didn't have to like give the agreeing look, coach. I just <laughs> Like, he, that looks, you know, what that looks at is that eh, they got a point. Um, <laughs> you know, I love you absolutely, and they say they do too, they just don't like me. Um, all right, so it is updates from the Empire. It's uh, head coach Domino's Jeff Levac with you, coach. I've always been a fan of power rankings as far as a talk show host because it's a good way to fill a show, but do power rankings have any real power? Like, is there, are, there, are there power rankings that you listen to and you go, you know what, I'm going to change what I'm doing? Because where I was ranked in those power rankings. First, no. <laughs> um, I knew that answer. See, I knew that one. Yeah. But I will tell you that I don't think power rankings should come out until there's statistical information to back up your power ranking. Okay. That's one. Um, the other part of it is if you're going to do it preseason, you need to base it on the previous year's statistics to do your power ranking. Power ranking is supposed to be an analytic, not an opinion. It's supposed supposed to be based on fact. Okay. So let's talk about facts. So, um, by the way, by the way, the people who did the power ranking, we're about to talk about. Yeah. Listening. Good. Um, (laughs) No, Jim. Hey, Jim, Jim, 
I got to be honest with you, Jim, I thought was the most fact based out of that trio. Okay. The Inside the Walls podcast who did their power rankings. Yeah. Uh, I think Jim was basing his on, hey, look, you, how can you not rank them one? They've won two championships in a row and they've done this and they've done that. Or, you know, he's done this or he's done that. You know, they, I think he was more in line with, using factual information. I think Zach, um, now again, I don't, if you can take the personal nature out of this. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and add the humor to it. I think if Mason stopped real quick, Zach would lose his head up Mason's ass. (laughs) Mason Espinosa was a special guest doing it. Yeah. Okay. I think mate, I think Zach goes with the flavor of the week. Last year was, oh, San Antonio. Oh, my God. And he's wearing their jersey on the podcast. And he's <laughs> this and he's that, you know. And then, God love him. I love Zach, too. But oh, I'm my just, God. He's the nicest guy oh, in the world. You got Mason, which Zach, you know, I, I, I caught him on the screen. I, I think I caught Zach a couple times going like this. <laughs> Mason. Just, uh, just pie-eyed looking at yeah. him. <laughs> and Mason, God love him. He's going to always be a Gibson guy because that's where he had his thing. Okay. Not fact-based. Nothing fact-based. You're, you're going to tell me Prince and, and Wade and Hollis and Cruz and, and wait, there's way more than that that came from that we have coming in from Florida State and Florida and Mississippi and everywhere else aren't as good as Orlando's. Kiss my ass. <laughs> that that's not even close. Then you're gonna say Jonathan Bain, who I love Jonathan. He yeah. knows I love him. Super nice guy. Okay. He ain't as good as Sam. No. He ain't as, hey, he lost six games. What he lost five during the regular season, lost us. He lost six games, right? Sam lost four. Use facts. Okay, just use facts. He scored seven points in three and a half quarters. Sam scored a bunch in the championship game with MVP great in the championship funding. game. And, uh, right. So what I'm saying is nothing against Jonathan. Right. But Sam's better. Prince is better than everybody else. Period. You know, you're going to really tell me that somebody listen. And I know every other coach is defending their team and defending their steel deals. Like I still you know, if I told Coach Ware, Coach Ware called me, he goes, man, they just don't give us any kind of love or they don't, you know, whatever. And we, the coaching thing came up. And I said, I, I don't know. He goes, what do you mean? I go, guys never beat me. I beat him like six, seven times. And he's never beat me. And he hasn't won a championship, but he's a way better coach because he did more with less. And then I refer back to the San Antonio thing last year. I think there were coaches that were more deserving, not myself, but more deserving than someone who won four games in their first year. And everyone said, well, it was their first year. My first year, I won a championship. Kiss my ass. Right. Okay. It, and and we, we, we had way less time than they did to start. We had two weeks. So what I'm saying is, if you're going to do these things, and I don't care if me personally – my staff, personally, if we're ever on anything, who gives a shit? What I care about is 
you're really going to say Sam Castanova is not the best quarterback in the league. And you're voting for a guy who's coming off of leg injury, hasn't played in our league in two years, three years. That's that's the guy who's the best in the league today in power rankings. What are you basing his power on? ESP? I mean, I don't know. What 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 are nostalgia. you nostalgia? Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Right. Do I think Coach Gibson's a good coach? Hell yeah. I think he's a good coach. And I like him. I think he's a very classy guy. He's a good guy. All that good stuff. I told you that before the show right. came out. Right. I think he's a great guy. Do I think he's the best coach in the league? No. No. I think there's other I think Coach Fuller's a candidate for that. Hell, I think Coach Ware is better than half of them that are head coaches. Okay. So I'm not saying anything that is based on a personal feeling towards anybody. I like them all very much. What I don't like is when talking heads call it a power ranking and don't make it on analytics, they make it on opinions. And well, it's one thing if you say that in the beginning, like, hey, this is an opinion based, what we think is going to happen this year. That's different. I can I can roll with that. That's a conversation that I can have. I'm going to win because I'm going to take our guys, but I can have that kind of. But when you when you make it sound like all right, this is where it is and this is why, and it's like, eh, is it though? Is it? Is it? By the way, you uh, you're getting support from probably down the hall. No, she's having work today. Yeah, <laughs> oh, she is. Okay. Uh, Jim would like us to know it's not him. That's not me, <laughs> Jim. No. Jim. Hey, go Jacksonville, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. You know what it is, and it's 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 why technically I was bad at radio or sports talk radio because you're supposed to come up with an argument, like you're supposed to just have that two sides to the conversation, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't pretend I believe something I didn't really believe. So like I would, we would there would be these segments and people would talk about them all. Oh, it's gonna be great when you do this, this, and this, and then we would get on and I'd go, Coach Manas is the best head coach in the league. Coach Ware is the best assistant coach in the league. Boom, 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 boom. And then somebody would go, yeah, that's right. And I'd go, okay, cool, next. And we would just move on because it just doesn't, you know, and, and that's not what you're supposed to do. But it feels like that is that is what's happening in this situation. As you mentioned, Mason is is obviously biased to his 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 guy. And that's, I get that's, that. That's great. I, I think Mason should be that way. And the the only thing I will say – is that the last time Mason won the championship, he was with the Empire, and he was Tommy Grady's backup. Yeah. Right? Well, no. Yeah, won a championship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right, right. But he has a pedigree, and he has a a legitimate opinion, as do the other two guys, okay? Again, opinion. Opinion. And and my thing is this. Look, I say this all the time, Jeff, and and you know I do, and I tell my coaches this all the time, too. If I was 35, I wouldn't talk the way I talk. I'd be talking just like they're talking. Well, we're just going to take it one game at a time, and we really hope the good Lord helps us. Blah, 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 right? And if the water don't rise, and we're going to have a, you know, and and I'm going to be 63 April 24th. Okay, I don't give a shit. You don't have to like it, but I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. And and if if you're allowed to give your opinion to a wide audience, then I'm allowed to give my opinion to probably a bigger audience that we have on this show. Okay, so, 
you know, my thing is, look, again, love Zach, love Mason, love Jim. I do. I, I appreciate everything that those guys do and will continue to do for the league. That being said, quit talking about the fucking AFL. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. You are the you are the official podcast of the NAL. Correct. So no one cares about you going down memory lane and no one cares about all the other crap to do with the AFL. If you don't like it at the end of 2023, pull out as being the official podcast of the NAL and go be the third or fourth podcast for the AFL. I don't care. But quit talking about the AFL on an NAL-based I mean, they probably went 40 minutes on their show about the AFL. There was definitely some waxing poetic. Like, yeah, there was. Oh, my God. Memory lane. And, and I love watching their show. And I was just like, I put it on mute. I went and got a sandwich, came back, blah, 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 still going. Went and got a beer, came back, <laughs> drank the beer. Finally. <laughs> and now let's talk about the NAL. You know, it, it's just, it makes no sense to me why we're having them part of the conversation now. People have told me, well, as long as we're talking about football and as long as we're talking about indoor football, it's good for all the leagues and this and that. No, it's not. It is not good for the leagues. It's not good for anybody because they haven't done anything. Talk about what's relevant that we're here now. Okay, talk about our relevancy. Chris, our commissioner, Siegfried, works his ass off to make us relevant. And then on our official podcast, we talk about a competitive league for 40 minutes. I'd fire your ass. I would fire you for doing that. And, and to me, I think we have to be more, we have to be more realistic in understanding that we have to protect what's ours right now and enjoy it. Because when you don't do that, what you're telling 25 guys on every football team and every coaching staff and every owner that's pouring their blood and guts and money into this thing is, well, you're just not the same as the AFL, though. No, we're hoping to be sustainable. Right. Uh, there, was, there was a coach last year that didn't have a problem saying what he thought. And I think you guys had a lot of fun with this. Rez. <laughs> Coach Rez, what's up, y'all? You miss me? LOL. And uh, Coach, he goes on to say uh, he's going to miss us. Good luck this year to you. Albany 3, Pete. As a fan, Albany wins 2023 NAL Championship. Much respect, Coach, to you and your organization. Coach Rez. I love you, Rez. Thank you. And, and likewise, to you as well in your new venture, um, you know, Watching it's YouTube not, mix it up on this show was funny. I enjoyed just, it all year. It's not as much fun without him here. It's just not as much fun, you know? Yeah. And and I, it's funny because I want to call coaches and I want to talk to them and say how they're doing and all this. And, I, and I've, I've talked to Herky and I've talked to, you know, uh, Coach Tate down in um, West Texas. And, you know, I've, I'll have conversations with certain guys. I talked to um, – Chris in Columbus, you know, just see how he's doing. And it's just a shame that everyone gets so tight assed and thinks that we can't be ourselves and just have fun doing what we do and rib each other and have rivalries and, and, and do all that. But just remember, I heard a great line that I'm going to use. 
You know, Albany's the only team that doesn't have a rivalry. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I didn't know that. Why? Is you that? know why? No, because no, no one's ever beat us. You have to beat us at least, you know, to have a rivalry. That used to be the that used to be the line with the uh, with the Yankees. But I'm, not, the I'm not even talking about like beating us in April or beating us in May. I'm saying until you beat us in the championship, we don't have rivals. So you guys all play each other and call it rivalries and all that, and then we'll see you in August. And see, this is where Rez would fire back at you, but everybody else is doing the coach cliche machine. And it, but like the the line the Yankees for 86 years, it was. The Yankees and the Red Sox don't have a rivalry. Does a hammer rival with a nail? No. <laughs> That's I, I'm stealing that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, because it and and the thing about it is, do I think we're going to win 2023 NAL championship? Absolutely, 100. percent Do I think I think we got a legit shot of going undefeated? Okay, I think this is the best football team we've ever assembled in the history of the empire. Okay. I think this is going to be a crazy good football team. And I think um, we'll bite, scratch, fight, and do whatever uh, through the course of the season to make sure that we have a championship to bring home. Uh, I just hope our fans are there to witness history instead of reading about it. And Coach Rez said, you know, three times in a row don't count, lost the one that matters. Because they they had our number in the regular season, whether it be, you know, the way the ballot, you you know, you can make a different reason for this and that. They beat us in the regular season. No, and that's, you know, and, and I, I know if you ask Rez, would you trade that for the win in August? He'd say 100%, right? Yeah. But you got to remember, just like those um, two guys, it was two at the time, um, and that other show, was that they were, you know, when we went on our, our Brandon Cisse's learning streak, that he calls it, not the losing streak. Um, when we were on that, I mean, they were basically saying we probably won't make the playoffs and we suck and, you know, Manas is an ass and this and that and just, you know, anything you could possibly say. And meanwhile, we're huddled up in the office working, the players are working and we're getting better and we're doing what we need to do. And, you know, and, and Jim, this is where I, I applaud Jim, you know, he, he admitted it. Like he admitted, hey, I was wrong. I counted out, you know, I this, I that. And and I it takes a big man to do that. The other guy, he's still go San Antonio, you know. It just it, it makes no sense to me. And I get you gotta have parody right. for your show to be interesting. I get that, but make it fact-based, man. Um, so Rez said hundred percent he agreed. He, he would trade, he'd flip that three-one record with you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, Mike Quarter just reminding us that remember he congratulated Cobra's owner Rob Storm the week of the championship game on winning the season series three one, <laughs> so he's just bringing that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim's happy because he made the hype video last year. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what that. Uh, and then I didn't even, his prediction. By I the didn't way. even. I never saw that hype video. I got other shit to do, right? Couple back things, here. couple two yeah, things. So we're in the tunnel, we're coming out, and I kind of heard something in the back, you know, playing on the jumbotron, and I and I and I didn't even put it together that it was him until he brought it up. How happy he was when I listened to he was doing a special podcast for the game, and he said, "Wow, they said my name, you know, that was my voice in their arena," and 
And then it's funny he says this, but it's true. He goes, I've been a Jacksonville fan forever and never missed a game. They played my voice on shit. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jacks, Rez uh, making this prediction for the season. He doesn't think we lose more than two games, Albany versus Jacks in the, in the championship game. Um, I do like the Rez Manas back and forth. I, I kind of like, I'm, I'm going to miss this through the year. Like because he's too nice oh, to us right now. You know, if he was if he was if he was coaching like a, a, a peewee team against us, he'd be telling us all the ways he was gonna beat us. So yeah. it's almost weird that he's like having him be so nice to us makes me like a little uncomfortable. Well, I don't think he's being nice to us. I think he's being fact-based. Yeah, but he didn't do that last year. No, but he couldn't do it last year. And everything that he did last year, I was doing the exact same thing for my team. So everything he was yeah, saying, I was saying absolutely. for my team. That's why I never you know, we never had an issue um, is because I, I understood where he was coming from and how you have to be supportive of what you have, not what somebody else has. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Phil Manas, uh, familiar name. I don't know why. Uh, wow. says we need to have a, a reoccurring res guest spot So because he misses the banter as well. We so, get, You know, what we'll do is maybe in the next couple of weeks before the season, maybe we'll get res on the show show. We'll do yeah, yeah on the show with us. Absolutely, I'm all I'm all about that. Because now you can talk shit on the NAL and everything else. Yeah, we're, I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm I'm a fan of what we do, but I'm more than interested to hear what uh, what he would have to say. That's that you know what that's appointment podcasting right there, <laughs> Coach Rez uncensored on the on what he thinks of the NAL now. <laughs> you thought you thought you thought it was crazy before. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. That could be exactly. that could be award winning right there. He said he's game. He said he's in. Good. So well, no, he goes no yeah. points for him. So yeah, well, to, like just so you know, Rez, we're gonna have to sit there the whole time. And be like you, you stop it right now. It'll be one of those ones where you do the like the hand up and the other hand forward, like kind of thing. Um, oh man, that'll be, we'll that'll be a, a good time. You know, what we could do we could do a point counterpoint. Yes, like the old uh, news shows. Um, yes. How about questions? Anything coming up? Um, there was a lot, a lot of wondering about what you know your thoughts on the AFL because everybody knows you. You know you've you popped around and yeah, I love you. Tell the truth. Yeah. Um, just a lot, a lot of. To be honest with you, um, let's have an agreement though. I love the AFL. Let's not talk about the AFL until like August twentieth. Well, how about how about let's not talk about the AFL until they prove they're the AFL. You know, like, like again. But even if, even if they do, we got to be focused on this. Yeah, but I mean, if they if they go out and they prove they're the real AFL, then I'll understand all the, you know, all the slobbering. But right now, it's like again, you you put an S on your chest until you take down Lex Luthor. You ain't Superman. Like, stop. You know, just like call yourself whatever you want. Like, hey, everybody, I'm Batman now. You know, until I fight the Joker and win, I'm not really Batman. You know, it right. just that. That's my whole thing. Like, I, you can buy the rights to damn near any name you want. It doesn't mean you're that. So if they prove that they're really able to put the quality of football on the field that the AFL once did and then go a step further and not go bankrupt multiple times, that's a different – then if you guys want to, like, wax nostalgic and slobber all over them, go to town. Yeah, 100%. I'll, I'll cheer them on. Absolutely. More football is good football. That's always been my opinion. If I get a chance to watch good football – I'm in. Like, hey, I want to be a part of it. I have a vision 
of a football league, an indoor football arena league that pays its players a fair wage, that pays its coaches a fair wage, that has great facilities, that has great training staffs, great equipment, that has great housing for the players, great food, nutrition for the players, transportation for the players, health insurance for the players, um, all those components, okay? The AFL I was a part of had that, but it wasn't sustainable. Right. And that's with an NBC contract. Right. Okay. Right. So there's going to have to be either a Jeff Bezio that says, or an Elon Musk, here's a billion, here's a billion, go through the billion. And when you're done with that billion, call me, I'll give you another billion. Well, in all, in all reality, like, you know, listen, it's not because I'm in, in this building. The one thing that Mike Corda brings to the table that a lot of these guys don't bring to the table is he runs the empire like a business. You know, he knows when he's going to take a hit. He, he knows when he has to save. He knows what he has to do to be sustainable. So, like, if we can find that happy medium between the Bezos money and the sustainability, the every league could grow and do the things we're talking about. It's just a matter of getting there. And to be perfectly honest with you, the first step is people buying freaking tickets. So someone says, someone said to me the other day, and I, and I won't get in the specific names. They said, well, what about, and it wasn't us. They said about, well, the AFL is going to go after this team because yeah, they would wow. be great. And I said to them, that team doesn't even fucking pay their players enough and bitches and moans about housing in this and that, that they're not going to sit there and pay AFL money. No. We, we pay great for what we do. We, we pay a very fair, equitable salary to our players. Okay. And that being said, if I turned a payroll sheet in the mic for an AFL team, it's going to look a lot different. It's going to look a lot different. Unless if, you, if, you turn, if you turn in an old school AFL payroll sheet, his head would pop like one of the, like in the cartoons when they would turn in the, the, the thermometer and then it would pop. That would be his actual big bald head. I was talking to my agent yesterday. And one of the things he said, we were talking about the AFL. And one of the things that he said was he repped a player when, when I was coaching in the AFL and I said to him, I said, yeah, I had some lineman I was paying 80 grand to, you know, and he goes, he goes, I got my running back, my fullback linebacker, 150. Okay. Can't do it. No, it's not there right now. Well, unless you have a TV deal locked in for five years with someone who's giving you 90% of that revenue stream. Well, you need, you need, you need the TV deal, national sponsors, you need, you need national sponsors. That's, and that's, and it's, it's doable, but then you also kind of like one of your points you made earlier coach about the NFL, like how much they fight to not only get owners, but to get the right owners, you'd have to go around and make sure you had the right owners because you need guys like, I hate to be a nice to him because he might hear it. Mike Corder doesn't want to get, make money off the empire. He wants the empire no. to be here forever. If the empire is completely, if, if at the end of the day, the balance sheet was zero pennies, like oh, that'd be great. exactly what he'd be over the moon. Yeah. But there's people out there who will milk these things dry and, and, and ruin them for everybody else. So like, if you get the right group 
and those national sponsors and that TV money. And, and then this is the thing too. Like that's the dream for the NAL. The NAL is building in that direction. And I'm, to be honest with you, we already have a leg up because we have we have teams. <laughs> and right, and more coming. And right. and the thing the thing is is that you know again that business model. Keep in mind, we had when I was there, we had British Airways, we had Hertz Rent a Car. So all of our transportation was covered in some fashion, right? Right. Rydell Helmets, I think, was a big, big Rydell yep. Helmets, right, gave us our helmets. Nike was our uniform supplier who gave us everything, including our shoes. Okay, yep. we we had everything that you could possibly want, um, and it was listen, and they still went bankrupt. <laughs> it, 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 right, right. And I don't, like, like, I don't really, I'm not trying to dance on their grave or anything. I'm just saying it has to be done right. Well, here's here's the biggest problem right now that all indoor football teams, um, smaller schools um, are facing right now uh, is the lack of the states providing workman's comp insurance coverage in collision sports. Yep. Okay, yep. they're all pulling away from that. And the ones and who so, are carrying it are carrying yeah, it. Yeah, so as much premium. as you want to, and you got to go private insurance carrier at that point in a in a sport like football, that's how you go broke. Yep. You yep. don't go broke because you pay a guy 80 grand. You go broke because the guy files a claim for a half million dollars because he needs a new hip. Okay. Right. So that that's that's where the issue gets a little sensitive, but I, I think our model is sustainable. I think Chris um, steering the ship, um, you know, and again, when I say steering the ship, I know he works on behest of the owners, but let me tell you what, that's like herding kittens. Um, <laughs> and, and I wouldn't want his job for a million dollars, nope. you know, because you think a ref gets no glory uh, or, you know, a million, I might take a swing at it at least. Yeah. Well, I'll you know, tell you what, though, whatever, he, whatever what he's making is not even enough. But well, that's the I other thing. When, when I remember Commissioner Baker in the AFL days, and he is probably making half a million dollars a year, and but he's Ooh. bringing teams, and you know, he's he was marketing the heck out of us. He was the greatest commissioner. I don't care what anybody sells in the AFL because I got to know him personally, and I thought this guy is incredible. He was like Barnum from Barnum and Bailey. <laughs> I mean, he thought if there was a, if there was an ass on the street and he had a seat open, that ass should be in that seat. Right. I mean, everything he did was to promote and, you know, look at him. He ends up becoming the president of the NFL hall of fame. Right. So those things, you know, are, are we sustainable now with our business model? Absolutely. Can we get better? Yes. How do we do that? Well, fans come to games, uh, businesses, buy sponsorships, and make it sustainable. It's not something where an owner, and I don't care if you're AFL, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. You wouldn't have an NFL without a TV deal. Right. There wouldn't be an NFL. You think Jerry Jones is going to plop down $500 million a year if he doesn't see that $500 million coming back? 
He might right. do it for three or four years, but then after that, wait a minute, this ain't fun anymore. Okay. You know, we, we need to do certain things to continue to be relevant. I think we're on the road to doing that. I think the league is matured enough where we can't use the, well, we just started in 2016 and had our first season in 27. I think that's old hag now, you know, we're going in our what sixth year of actually playing competitive football. So uh, I, I, I think that's, that says a lot about the owners of this league, all of them and our commissioner, our executive committee, our coaches, our players, uh, on all the people that work on behalf of this league, you know, they, they got to get some credit because Absolutely. it hasn't been easy going through COVID and everything else and still being around and relevant. Pretty impressive. I agree. I agree, my friend. All right. So you, you mentioned, Coach Manash, you mentioned the NFL. They got some game they're playing this weekend. Um, what are you, what are you, you got any thoughts on, uh, on Chiefs versus Eagles for the Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't want the Chiefs to win. Um, I want the Eagles um, for a couple reasons. Um, one is he, I like that Kelsey brother a little bit more than I like the other Kelsey brother. <laughs> You're more of a, but, a Jason than a, than a yeah, Travis. Yeah. I got it. Okay. No, I, I don't – you know what? Um be honest with you, I don't really care. I hope it's a good game. Lines aren't in it, so I don't really care um, who wins as long as it's a competitive game and it's fun and – I always I always gauge Super Bowls by my couch, okay? So yeah. when the game starts, my couch is full of people. And my chair's got my butt in it. And then right around mid-third quarter, I know if it's a good Super Bowl, if the couch is still full. If the couch isn't full anymore and they're at the kitchen table playing cards or they're doing something else, then I know, you know. So I, I just – I hope it's a good game. Um, we, we treat it as a family day. So it's, it's kind of like a holy day at our house. So we, we That's enjoy it. It's like a, an extra holiday. Yeah, for sure. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, uh, coach, listen, here's, here's the deal. Just, uh, that's it. I don't know what else we can talk about. We've, we've, we've torn, we've torn buttholes where they need to be torn. We patted people in the back, observed it and, and we move on. <laughs> I can't wait to see the repercussions from this one. <laughs> yeah, um, the next episode of Inside the Walls is going to have a good eight minutes of Jim telling everybody how smart you are because you said nice things about him. And meanwhile, Zach's going to be over there doing his Zach thing. I I, I love Zach. Um, I think Zach is a passionate, um, really nice person. I think he's a very passionate fan. Okay, I yeah. think Jim's the same. I think Mason brings some X's and O's to the thing. Um, but again, just like a coach coming out of your first year of playing and you still think you're a player and not a commentator. Okay. Remember when you're a commentator, you're supposed to go by fact and be unbiased. That's all I'm going to say. Right. And, I, and I think Mason will grow into that role, you know, but, uh, I think no, last again, year they asked me to do the power ranking show and I went, just so you realize, like, there's not going to be any drama on who number one is. <laughs> like, I was like, I would be more than happy to do your power ranking show with you. I thought it was going to be number one. I actually thought the power rankings were going to be the votes were going to be Zach was going to take San Antonio, Jim was going to take Jacksonville, and Mason was going to take Jacksonville. That's what I thought right. was going right. to happen. And, right. um, you know, but the, the one that got me the most was the receiver one and the quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, 
Guys, I will just tell you this. We will lead the league in all offensive quarter categories this year. We we will lead the league in all offensive court categories this year. And if you want to say, well, then what about DBs? Yeah, we just brought in an NFL DB. So, yeah, we're okay. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Didn't, we, didn't we just have the arguably the greatest defensive performance in a championship game in matter. arena football history? Didn't oh, we, and all those happen. And for the most part, well, first of all, yes. Right. Um, and, and, you know, again, um, guys like Marvin Ross are going to be great. Kenny Beal is going to be great. They're going to do Arthur Hobbs going to be great. They're going to go do great things, but no one part was the reason we did what we did. We did it as a whole. And I'm not convinced that we didn't recreate the right group. I'm convinced we have. So um, I would encourage them to do a power ranking before the playoffs rather than, and then just pull out a stat sheet instead of just throwing darts at a board without looking, you know, it just bugs me because Sam can see this, yeah. Sam's better than Jonathan. As of right now, based on everything, how is he not? Right. How is the empire not the, the team, the number one team, after what we've done, it just cracks me up. Well, okay. the coach has not only been the number one seed two straight years, um, or won two straight championships, or basically dominated all the offensive and a lot of the defensive categories. It's not like we've done that for two straight years. Oh wait, we have. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like, I, I guess, I guess that's where I'm at on it. Like, it, it does. In the moment, it bothers me when I see people like say things that are just clearly not right, and then I just look over at the trophies and the rings and you know the accolades. You know, you know what it know. is too? It's I take the I love these guys. Um, I I have uh, a true affection for my players and coaches and my ownership and all you guys. And when someone just talks to talk, yeah, that stuff and. If they don't think I'm going to speak up, they're out of their mind, okay? They're out of their mind because that's no different than you saying something about my kids, okay? And if you say something about my kids that ain't true, watch what happens, okay? So it's the same thing with these guys is that you're saying – just give me a fact. Give me a fact why this guy is the best quarterback uh, for 2023 versus this guy. Or give me the best fact while this team is better than our team. Give me the fact. What's the fact relative to? I, I think the fact is um, I want to be smarter than the room and I want to tell you something that that could ultimately be right that nobody's thinking later. And if I'm wrong, I'll just forget I did this. That's usually like the radio way of doing it. Isn't that so, what they did last year? Yeah. And nobody remembered last year until they did it again this year. <laughs> It's, it is. I mean, there. it's an echo chamber. What are you going to do? But again, what we're going to do, we're going to put the best team on the field and we're going to hopefully win a third straight. Well, four no. straight if you go way back. No, 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 hopefully about it. Me, I don't like, you know me, I don't touch the money. That's, that's the thing. I can't, you know, if I was out there doing the tackling or running the football or something, I might be, I might get a little mouthier, but as the guy who's just trying to make sure everything goes right for those guys, 
I can't jinx it. I've had, you know, I've got a terrible run of luck going lately. I got a terrible run of luck. I don't want to be the one. You know what, though, Jeff? It's a player's game. It's not a talking heads game. It's not a it's not a coach's game. It's not an owner's game. It's a player's game. They got to catch the ball. They got to make tackles. They got to throw it. They've got to run it. Um, they have to do it. I'm just saying that based on the group of people we have brought in, we brought in the people to get the job done, period. Not, gee whiz, we got five great guys. I love this one, and I don't mean to go on, but I'm sorry. This pisses me off. Well, we got them there because their roster got better. Well, yeah, they were pure shit last year. They only won X amount of games. Yeah, they're going to get better, or the guy's going to get fired, okay? You're going to get better. You should get better every year. We got better this year. We got better this year than we were last year. No one said shit about that. I mean, Jesus, when you do a power ranking, why wouldn't you go through a roster, look at some film with the rookies, find out where they went to college, find out who they signed, find out all those things, get their pedigree. We're not getting some guy. Yeah, so fun. Nobody wants to do that. Come on, that's work. You're you're turning this into work. (laughs) Here, I'll put a smile on your face. We just got um, this guy just uh, just chimed in here. Uh (laughs) My man, Jay Rich in the house. That's my other son. There he is. I love that guy, man. You talk about passion for for what we do is like you know organizations, players, all that stuff. That guy is he's walking passion. Yeah, for the sport. Yeah. He, he's going to be one day um, in the not too distant future. He he's going to have his own program, and uh, he'll he'll bring that passion to uh, a, a team that'll do very very well. He's he's got a lot going for him, and um, you talk about a great son, a great father, a good coach, a good person. Um, check all those boxes. He's he's got all that going on. I love him to death. Absolutely. Jay Rich, a great guy. Um, I miss him. I wish he didn't live so far away. Uh, All right. So so we're going to do this again um, probably two weeks from now. If something breaks big between now and then, we'll jump in. But uh, what is that, like the 20th or something, I think? is Uh, It would be the 21st, I believe. Okay. So one one of the things, yeah, 21st, right. One of the things is that we'll probably do that show, and then I'll be in town. And we'll do a show together. Sweet. The next one. So Perfect. In the meantime, we can do one live in person with each other. I'll leave Michigan and be there for the for the year. Nice. That, all right. So this just tells you how close we're getting. It's just well, we're getting TikTok. It's and, I grew, and I grew my playoff beard. I, yeah. I, just, I finally trimmed mine down. So now maybe I'll let mine. No. Well, listen, if you're going to go, I'll go with you. Just you changed before me last year, and it left me in a, it left me in a weird way. <laughs> uh, but everybody, we have homework for you. We have homework for you. Of course, we'd love if you uh, you know liked, commented on all the things we're doing, you know, on the the Empire socials. But most importantly, get your tickets. Home opener season tickets available right now. 518-714-2200. Albany Empire NAL.com. The twenty twenty three season kicks off locally the sixteenth. We're dropping the banner, Transfinder Field, MVP Arena. Get your tickets and be there for it. That's your homework. Win the day. Let's win February, okay? 
That's the ones you guys win. You guys are responsible for January, February, March. That that's yours. You you know you can either be the champion of the league, uh, or you can be in last place. Well, if you're in last place, you probably win awards. Um, so <laughs> it's all good. Okay, but no, we love you. We want you to be a part of it. Um, make sure that you you buy your tickets. Um, you're going to absolutely love this team we put together for you. Uh, there's some names that you don't know that will become household names in the Capital Region, I promise you. I love it. Thanks, Coach. Uh, talk to you on the 21st. Go Empire. Go Empire.